And now part two. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I, and I do think it, what you've shared highlights maybe some of the opportunities for working mothers in, in other parts of the world to mm. really think about and explore. I, I do think in an unhealthy fashion, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our work or on the flip side, maybe in an unhealthy fashion, it's so wrapped up in being the mother, right? And the title of this project, you know, you have to have sort of a catchy title, but it doesn't fully capture, of course, all the components that make us who we are. Mm. And what I'm hearing from what you're sharing about your community, the people, the structure, the way work is structured uh, and the respect for that actually enables all of those sides of you to be held and respected. And I have to say, I, I, you know, it's, it's not a lovely uh, emotion to, to be honest about, but I'm envious. I'm mm. envious of the community that you said it's intensified because of what I feel right now with all things COVID here is um, that actually it's polarizing a lot of the communities that I'm a part of and you have to really fight for that. Right. And I think if you're already a fairly siloed um, and, and, you know, Canadian culture is an interesting one. I've heard a few, I love, I love hearing international perspective on Canadians because, you know, we sort of really go around priding ourselves on being this, like, we're just so nice and we're so friendly. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, throw us, throw Canadians, uh, you know, we are, and we aren't, we're, we're friendly, but I'm not sure we're open. So, mm. it, you know, it's, so my observation is it depends also what part of the country you're in. I think if you're in the East coast and you're a maritimer, you're open, you are, you know, way more sociable. Uh, and mm. it's again, not saying that you're not sociable. Like Canadians will probably get defensive because we're actually quite sensitive too. Um, but we're semi-passive aggressive. And uh, that's something I've heard from folks who did like crisis negotiations and, and had to deal with Canadians, you know, in the middle East and they had folks from all different countries and, and, you know, what they said is that the Canadians, you know, on the surface said and did all the right things in the meeting, but then they just went behind and did what they wanted to do anyways. <laughs> They're like, it's really <laughs> passive aggressive. And, uh, and then uh, the other piece is, you know, I remember, and it's always stuck with me, my sister-in-law worked out in Vancouver. And of course mm -hmm. that attracts a really big international crowd for, for skiing and Whistler. So one of the gals she was working alongside, it was German. And when she came, she's of course trying to make new friends and build community and would say, you know, she'd have the typical Canadian responses like, yeah, absolutely. Let's get together for coffee or let's go for wine. And then she would say, okay, so when do you want to do that? And mm. the Canadians would look at her like she's got six heads because mm. that was just kind of your close off the conversation. Um, mm. You know, I, you know, I don't really necessarily want to do that, uh, but it's a nice thing to say. I don't really want to hurt your feelings. Uh, but of course it's sort of, again, this like very passive and indirect approach. And so, you know, we're friendly, but I, I'm not sure we're as friendly and community oriented as we may think that we are. Um, uh, mm. and, and maybe again in pockets or wherever you are in the country. And, and, and I really welcome if there's folks listening, going, I completely disagree. Uh, what I found in Alberta is it's a very entrepreneurial spirit. So there are a lot of implants from ac across the country. So there is a, a more transient population. And so tends to be a bit more 
easy in making friends fast. Whereas, you know, in say a Toronto or even in Vancouver, they're very tight knit communities. And so breaking mm -hmm. in is really challenging. So I definitely felt a little bit of envy when you said that. So now enough about what I felt about your comments. I want to go back to <laughs> something you shared earlier around it's okay to be strong. Yeah. If you can, you know, bring back, you know, I want to hear a little bit more about this incredible is Antoinette, right? And, um, you know, this comment, it's okay to be strong and, and what she meant by that and how you've taken that with you. Yeah, well, she showed me it. Um, uh, she'd, she'd probably be a little bit surprised that I put words on it that way, but she knows that I feel that way about what I've learned from her. So that maybe in that way, it wouldn't surprise her, but. I feel like uh, for me, growing up in the US, there were a lot of things that were about words and not so much about meaning. A little bit back to some of what you're saying there mm -hmm. about, well, yeah, let's have coffee or let's have a wine. You know, like I was just trying to explain to my son the other day um, my experience around, hi, how are you? <laughs> Don't oh, answer. Yeah. Don't answer. <laughs> Right. And you no, know, and that was, I mean, he's never lived in the US, so he had no concept of that being normal. And it just, you know, he's nine and he thought it was absurd and I was so grateful. <laughs> he th so he thinks it's absurd when people say, hi, how are you? Yeah, nobody says that here. Nobody says that in Qatar. You don't say, how are you? Unless you really mean it, you know? And I remember being in college in Colorado and walking by people that I had, you know, met in classes or whatever. And, and I was like, yep, yeah, you're 20 meters past me. You don't, care <laughs> and I know it was like my misunderstanding sort of like the German lady like mm -hmm. maybe we know what we we're saying no oh right okay <laughs> so confusing yeah I find it's very confusing personally um but I know that there's lots of people that don't that just feel like that's just a thing you know sort of like you said before it's kind of a nice thing to say and maybe I don't really want to have a conversation <laughs> and not really silence either so I'll just so throw this in there you know and then bye you know so to, but that's my very clear judgment around it like I know I have judgment around mm. it yeah um but the thing that that I was really able to learn with Antoinette was that the words really don't need to be so important it's okay and the the strength doesn't need to come through the words um and I think she showed me that um repeatedly in the years that uh we were together when she'd come back had time with her daughters and and her eyes were a very different place right because she had just needed to leave them again mm -hmm. and she knew it wasn't going to be months until she saw them it was going to be more than months you know um and she didn't make herself talk about it you know and and i found that very helpful to experience um I guess I didn't feel like I needed to talk to her about it either. She showed it to me, you know, and then as it, as, as time would go, then I could ask her later, you know, I could ask her later how the girls were doing or something, but I wouldn't ask right then, you know, I, she'd maybe tell me stories or something when she started to feel like it was okay. I think that's the way I thought about it, you know? And I felt like in those spaces where she was for me, very raw and incredibly strong, um, I learned an awful lot. I learned an awful lot, sort of, I felt like the same way I learned a lot when I saw people casting iron, you know, like, like I really felt like I was 
in touch with a process that allows for incredible strength. And I'm personally grateful that I don't feel like I have to be as strong as Antoinette, you know, like I feel like, um, and then at the same time, I feel like it's being around her and, and uh, her being part of our family has allowed me to find a balance to some things that maybe I don't want to use my energy on, but have still irritated me and to sort of let them go a bit, you know, and let myself be stronger, you know, rather than worrying about being able to communicate in some sort of currency that I don't feel like I understand. Um, and that, that's, that's been a huge relief for me. I've noticed that the, the people that are, that have come into my life and are coming into my life are, I mean, I believe a lot in this, you know, the things that come are the people and the energies that come are, are what are meant to come. Right. And I've, I've noticed differences. I can say since I felt like I don't need to be so nice or polite, you know, and that I'm not being, you know, a raving lunatic because I'm, I'm not in the mood to smile all the time, you know, for example, like I, you know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that self-talk has changed since, um, I've, I've learned from a mentor, you know, and not that she's one of the nicest, sweetest people I've ever met in my life. It's not, but for me growing up in the U S this Pollyanna, I've got to be nice. Even when I feel like somebody's slapping me with a question that doesn't make any sense to me. And I know they don't want to hear the answer to it. It was like not a very healthy spin for me. So it's like find, finding my space around it's okay to be strong. Um, I feel like I, I was given a door. Uh, oh, yeah, I can open my door. That's right. Look, wow. Holy heck. you! My goodness, that's impressive. You know, if, does that make sense? Do you feel like that's available in the way I'm talking about it? Yeah. I, well, I'm and I'm such an uh, extrovert in my processing that I usually talk it through, right? So maybe I'll talk it through just to make sure I've interpreted it correctly. What I'm hearing or what I'm taking away is that she demonstrated to you or showed how she just owned and took accountability for the, for what she needed in the moment, right? She didn't put on um, any type of Pollyanna or mask in terms of, you know, when she came back to say all is fine, you know, around leaving her daughters, she moved through it, but she didn't make it anything more than it needed to be. She kept, she allowed, she held herself, you know, she, you know, contained and, and held her emotions, um, not in a repressive way, in an honest way, but she didn't need to be anything other than what she needed to be for herself in that moment, right? And she didn't need to come back and immediately tell stories or be positive for you. She honored what she needed in that moment. And you kind of danced with her in that, in a, in a really beautiful partnership in a sense, right? Just really attuned to that. But she didn't, you know, oftentimes we come back and we're feeling sad and awful. And I see this all the time at work. And this is your comment on the Pollyanna. We just pretend that everything is okay. Um, mm. And we put on that mask or we, you know, talk about how we must be happy at all times. And what it sounds like what Antoinette gave you is that, the, that you can give yourself the permission to be who you are and, mm. and to demonstrate strength in so many ways. And as we have just talked about from our, you know, I'm still in Canada, but your experiences in the U S our words are sometimes really empty, 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't need words to share with you what she was experiencing. You know, she held it not within, as I said, in a repressive way, but held it and showed you how we can do that and honor ourselves and honor our needs. And as you said, don't have to be nice all the time, but that doesn't mean that you aren't nice. I guess that's mm-hmm. the other thing too. It's that, um, and, and it's a really difficult process to go through. I've got to mm. say that for myself personally. Um, mm. I was in a call, was it yes, yesterday? Can't remember. And I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And this week's been a bit of an up, up and downer, as you talked about up and downs before we started mm. recording. And uh, I was quiet. I was really mm. quiet on a call. And I'm usually the bubbly, like asking questions, trying to make sure everyone's really okay with everything. The pleaser, good girl. And Mm. uh, I was just quiet. I was freaking pissed. So, I mean, like, so I was probably emoting that, (laughs) but, you know, I was quiet. And so, you know, someone reached out after like, are you okay? And I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, like in the end, this isn't really, this isn't really a big deal. Like this isn't worth it to be so upset about. And I'm moving through it. But it's funny how when you're quiet and you're not meeting the expectations of the room mm. or that niceness. So I don't know if what I took from that is what you were sharing. And so maybe you can poke holes in my interpretation of that if it's not aligned. Yeah. Well, it's interesting what you say. I feel like um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that that phrase of all roads lead to Rome, even though it, you know, they don't anymore, right? They leave to other cities too, but. (laughs) (laughs) At one time, that Roman empire was pretty damn big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the the idea that um, there are multiple paths for understanding and for um, what becomes available is what's meant to become available, right? And I feel like there's lots of ways to understand things. like from above, below, uh, and directions. So, so I really appreciate that and wouldn't really say that there's one right way to understand anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that there was something in there that I was really intrigued by when you said the, I think this is my words, the, the, the putting on the face of everything's okay it can also be a way to get some space for the inside. And if, if that's the way that works for people, I respect that, right? Um, I, I had a really hard time trying to mimic that growing up in the US. I had a, a very difficult internal balance around that. And um, I think that's what I got from Antoinette was that when I need to, I can look at my internal balance. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm sad, I'm sad. And if someone asks me, how are you? And, and my eyes are um, as deep as a wound. That's my business, you know? And if, if they want to see that because they choose to make eye contact, then maybe they won't ask again. And if they feel uh, something from that, then we're probably all the better for it, all of us, right? And, and when I was feeling that from her, I, I felt it as a huge gift. And I in no way felt that I wasn't welcome to ask again how she was. I felt that I was actually trusted to to be shown how she was, you know, and that that was huge for me because that 
it sort of like melted all these things for me that I felt like were my daily rituals of doing the right thing, you know, or whatever, you know, and it was, it really helped me because then I felt like even more than the frustration I had had around what I would say are sort of now I feel uh, superficial rituals. Um, it's like I could go deeper in myself and that's where I feel like I could make the decision that it was important for me to feel like we as a family were moving towards. And if that meant that I was the last piece, then okay. But we didn't need to be three quarters of the puzzle waiting for one, you know, like that was, um, and I feel like for me in terms of my artistic expression and creation, that it's so helpful for me, the more I can allow myself to express what I need to express rather than express what I, maybe somebody else will like, because probably I wouldn't like it anyway. <laughs> like the first hundreds of paintings I did, I gave away because I couldn't look at them. I just hated them. Um, and th that I feel like is, it, it's, it's the same, it feels like it's the same me, you know, it's like, it's another expression of the same path I feel like I'm telling you about, you know, like it's, it's taken me quite a while to feel comfortable in my own skin. And I think a big move in that has was that I left the US in 99 and I haven't gone back since. Um, because for me, that's felt right, you know, and I feel safer and better and more able to access myself and, and learn from my life. And part of it is probably uh, back to something else you were speaking to, you know, I'm not facing it the way I could. You know, I'm not choosing to go th through the skeletons in my closet by basing myself where I grew up and, and dealing with what are my specters. And that's a choice, you know, just like I feel it's a choice if people have different ways of dealing that for me are superficial. If it works for them, great, you know, because I feel honestly that the only healthy balance that I can feel really is mine you know i can i can have opinions about others but i'm not sure that i really have any clue what i'm talking about if i try and talk about it you know i feel like i, think that's I don't really, know yeah i think for listeners and and just working mothers like what you just said about i can only know my healthy balance and yeah you know really honoring that too of like actually understanding what it even means to you around a healthy balance because we read a lot we consume so much information around what a healthy balance should be you know back to your mm. comment on marketing right we are told so much it's you know everything seems to it does like everything does have an angle or a sale attached to it or something mm. um and so it's hard for us to actually understand what healthy balance means for us and mm. uh and, and listening, you know, and really allowing yourself. And I actually think, you know, I, 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 I am a, I'm a believer because I'm an implant from Ontario. I am mm. a believer that sometimes geography and changes in your physical environment are helpful. And it doesn't mean that you're not, you know, as you talked about the skeletons in your closet, doesn't mean that those don't, they come with you wherever you mm. are, you might just face them differently. And so I mm. actually, I, I, I'm a believer in sometimes that geographic 
change as well can also the outward change can help for an inward change um and yeah. an inward change can help how you perceive the world as well so Holda, i i uh, really appreciate your time and your willingness and your contribution and i just want to ask if you have any advice or words or remarks for working mothers saw your eyes like oh my gosh what is she going to ask me now <laughs> advice one for me um i see from from my learning from myself the more i can listen inside the better off i am and i i find it very challenging to listen in i feel like i um i still have i'd say about 70% of my antenna turned outside um and I think I'm feeling really good that I said that because that means I've got 30 percent inside. Wow. <laughs> it's better than it's better than one. It's, you know, it's yeah. way better than one percent. Hey, I'm really impressed with that. Actually, I have to admit, um, and that's been really important for me. You know, and and I don't know if that's relevant for anybody else, but I feel like that's something that that I can feel I'm still really working on. Yeah, I think you know it's come up it pretty consistently in all of my discussions so far with talking with working mothers, one of them mm. call it heart space, you know, just giving yourself space to listen, put your hands mm. on the heart. Pam talked about entering the cave, which of course came mm. through coaching and, and going in and uh, you know, to the abyss or the unknown, right. To go into the dark, to find the light. And even, you know, we're hosting a painting party on June 14th, it's virtual. Right. And so the, the artist who's, who's actually going to host it for us, she, she talked about with art and, and, you know, you'll probably align with this because of your artistic background, but the, you have to, you have to paint the dark, like the con, like at the base of your canvas, you often mm. start by painting black and mm. you have to paint the dark in order to find the light and to create the mm. contrast. Right. And I think that is what has come through as a theme in all the art that's been provided and all the conversations and and I so I do think even just from the few few women who've had the courage to to sh express themselves and share it with the world that those are the themes that are coming that's a big theme that's coming through um, mm. so I think it's beautiful advice and is there anything else you wanted to share before we close off thank you for the opportunity I think it's brilliant that you're doing this oh, you're really Thank you for tuning in to Working Mother Experience Podcast. That's a wrap, folks. 